Welcome to the Kevin Cookingham Podcast, congressional candidate running in California's 16th District, a man trying to bring real change to the valley. Here is your host, Kevin Cookingham. Tell us a little bit about yourself, Kevin. Yeah, so uh, I was in education for 25 years with Clovis Unified. I uh, retired after being a principal for seven years of two different schools. I was principal of Clovis Adult School and Clovis Online School. And then I was in ministry for 10 years. So five years with Youth for Christ uh, in Fresno, Madera counties, and then five years at Hume Lake Christian Camps as the director of programs there. And uh, so I've had a number of experiences in leadership and uh, uh Grew up on a little small farm, only about six acres, but we raised all kinds of things uh, from uh, day-old calves to pigs and uh, goats and chickens and turkeys, just about everything you can. We had a very small vineyard there, and uh, but I grew up here in southeast Fresno, and uh, Fresno's really been my home pretty much all my life. Awesome. So what's all this experience? What got you into politics? Yeah, so uh, when I was 60, uh, two years ago, I just felt... A, a huge concern about how I saw a lot of our country going uh, and embracing, going toward and embracing socialism. And so uh, th- this was a huge concern of mine because I've been all around the world yep. and I've seen what socialism and communism has done uh, to, to this world. Uh, government control uh, literally destroys uh, liberty. And so uh, I felt I need to play a role. And actually what I did is I went to my mentor and I said, I want to help somebody that's a conservative win. I'm pretty good at uh, uh, developing marketing plans. I'm pretty good at at promoting people and so forth. So I said, I'd like to help somebody win. And the more I got into this and the more we prayed about it, I remember I went to my wife one day and I just said, I think I'm the one that's supposed to run. Uh, And so uh, we declared when I turned 61 just over a year ago that I was running against Jim Costa in the 16th district. And it's been full speed ahead ever since. Yeah, much needed at this point. Yes. So uh, what do you think with your background that you bring to the table, what do you feel like you can do to help succeed as a representative here in 16th district? Yeah, I I think probably one of the most important things of this is that I'm very results oriented. And so uh, I am just not happy unless I see a program or whatever I'm working on, go from here to success. And uh, so I think that's what I bring to the 16th district. I've had a lifetime of uh, seeing things move forward, seeing success in different business ventures, seeing success in the school system. Uh, in fact, when I was at Clovis Adult School, uh, we saw 99, 100% of our students that were from low economic areas get into our career tech education programs, pass the state test, and get employed. That's phenomenal. That's you don't see that anywhere. And uh, so we, we just had some wonderful teachers there. We still do, obviously, and wonderful support staff, and pulling that team together to really support these students. And by the way, we did it at no cost to them, because most of them uh, we found grants for. So we found Pell Grants, CalWORKs, Department of Rehab Grants. That happened there. At the same time, I was the principal at Cloves Online School. We started, when we started, there were 12 students that returned from the year wow. before, and it's now well over 600 students. Wow. And so, so, saw a tremendous amount of uh, uh, success there. And I want to take this success into the 16th district uh, and see that uh, that kind of success take hold here. It's time the 16th district start experiencing some, some wins. Yeah. And I think if, <laughs> if our listeners would kind of look what's going on, and by the way, 16th district, if you don't know, that's Fresno, Madera, and Merced County. So in Fresno, it's southeast, southwest, central Fresno, west Fresno, uh, about two miles past 99, and then goes all the way up to Madera, Chachilla. And then there's about 15 cities 
that are encompassed in Merced counties. And so it's Merced, Gustine, Planada, La Grande, and it goes west to Los Banos and Dos Palos. And, and uh, even before this pandemic started, uh, the at that time, our unemployment across this nation was 3.5%. That's the Excellent. envy of the world. Excellent. But here in the 16th district, it was a different story. It was 16.9% according to Ballotpedia. Wow. And so uh, that's my forte. That's kind of my expertise, uh, getting people positioned for success in jobs. And I want to carry that throughout the entire 16th district. So now that we've seen your record, you've seen Clovis Adult School, what do you feel would be the first three things you'd want to do if elected? So just remember that I'm one voice among 450 people in the House of Representatives. And so uh, I will be voting on conservative issues there, and I'll talk about that in a second. But I'm going to start right here. Yep. And, and so because my role is to support this district, and what we will be doing is pulling together our adult schools, our community colleges, our social services, because they're the ones that uh, oversee people that are out of work. Uh, and then our job placement people, and then the last uh, group of people will be uh, people that deal with financial aid, so we can get uh, grants for people. And we're going to pull those groups together. We're going to have meetings throughout all Fresno, Madera, and Merced counties to get people jobs. And again, you, you can't just say, we're going to get you a job. You really have to position yourself for those jobs. For instance, uh, it's estimated that we need 400,000 welders in the next few years here in the United States. They make very good money. Uh, truckers are needed. There's there's needs all throughout this this 16th district, and uh, so I want to be a part of that. So that's a local issue that I can get started on immediately. Number two, of course, you know that Congress is a federal position, but the state of California is destroying uh, the 16th district. It's destroying. All, I mean. The people we have in Sacramento, they're absolutely ruining the state. And so I will play a major role in working against policies that I think are harming this state and, and harming the 16th district. So uh, that would be crime, issues with crime. That would be issues with not supporting police. I support our law enforcement 100%. And so people need to know that. And then uh, the other thing, dealing with things like homelessness and so forth. So. Uh, uh, I want to be dealing with Sacramento on an influential basis, even though I cannot vote in Sacramento, but on the federal level, I want to deal with water. Uh, I have never seen a, a state literally try to stab itself in the back by not providing water for the most productive farmland in the world. Yep, and we exactly. produce 50 to 55% of all fruits, nuts, and vegetables. World's this basket right yeah, there. The last thing we want is to be dependent on China or another country for our, uh, basically our food sources. So it's so important that we are actively involved in getting water. And if we, if the state's not going to provide it, we're going to work on the federal level, getting getting water to these farmers. We've seen what Devin Nunez has, had, has done with the president. The president came here, but water is a big issue for farmers. Devin's been doing an amazing job, uh, uh, and hopefully we'll get Valadeo back in. He'll, do, he'll fight for water. Uh, but the great thing is the president's been here three times, three times to work on water issues. And the governor and others are fighting against them, and so uh, we need to uh, we need to work on the federal level and put pressure on the state to get exactly. water where it needs to be. Exactly. You mentioned the governor. We're in amidst COVID nineteen. Yeah. We're looking at locking down again. What do you feel is the next move for Fresno? Do you think Fresno it looks like the rest of the state, or is Newsom correct on this with COVID nineteen? Yeah. So uh, I would just say this: that uh, COVID nineteen has wreaked havoc on this state and on this nation. 
And uh, it is a situation that if we don't get control and get people back to work, uh, we're in deep trouble. And so uh, I would say this, I was, I was meeting the Atwater City Council the other day about uh, people getting back into uh, business and, and starting their businesses back up again. Of course, you may not know this, but Atwater's declared themselves a sanctuary city to open up businesses uh, in spite of what the governor has said. And so I was in support of opening up businesses. Now, it's interesting that uh, they, they read 29 written uh, comments before they started so people can write in and they want people to hear their comments and you could hear this common thread they had all kind of talked together you could hear uh, and about half of them use this term don't put profits over people in other words they mm -hmm. say they were saying don't open businesses don't open them and I said you can't help people unless you open the businesses yep, exactly. I mean think about this this affects people that have opened their businesses and put everything they can into them their families their retirement. But get this, it affects all the people working at those businesses. Yep, exactly. It affects the manufacturers that are supplying uh, those businesses. It affects uh, people that are transporting things to those businesses. It's a domino effect that is literally destroying the people of this country and they're becoming more and more dependent on government. And that's exactly what socialism loves. Becoming dependent on, oh, I need my check, I need my unemployment check, I need my, uh, I need my rent paid for. Well, if they would just allow us to open up and get it done. And this has been done in many countries, by the way. And many countries are not seeing a, a big growth in COVID. So I would say, go for it. And if you wanna stay sheltered, stay sheltered. I'm not gonna judge you. You wanna stay in your basement and, 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 and order in food, whatever you wanna do, do it. But for the rest of us that don't wanna live in fear, get out and get it done. And so recently we've seen a $3 trillion aid package from the Democrat party. Yeah. We've seen a trillion dollars, still a lot of money, a yeah. trillion dollars for a lot of people. That's people you can't even, yeah. you can't even look at that amount of money in, a, in, a, in one room. What are your thoughts on the recent Republican? I know there's yeah. a lot of debate going on. Democrats want a lot. Yeah. One trillion is still a lot. What are your thoughts moving forward for the stimulus package? Yeah, I would say this. Um, this is an issue not with just Democrats, but with Republicans too. And that is, we have added and added and added to the debt. Trillions and trillions of dollars. And here's what happened. It's, it's, it's our own fault. And I'll tell you why. Because the second we try to cut back, people start saying, oh, you're trying to starve children. Uh, you're trying to throw grandma and grandpa off the cliff. Uh, you're trying to, you hate people. Uh, you, I, I remember one year they said Republicans were trying to starve children because they were cutting their school lunch program. Well, they weren't cutting it. They were adding it by five or six percent, but they wanted to add it eight percent. So they call that a cut, which is ridiculous. And so they use word plays to do this. So I'm just saying that this is going to bite us. This will bite us. And, I, and you mark my word, we're going to hit hyperinflation sometime. Yep. I don't know if it's this year, I don't know if it's next year, or in five years, but we're going to hit hyperinflation because you can't keep printing money yep. without your money becoming worthless. Yep. And we've seen it before throughout history. Yep. Look at Venezuela now. People have lost 18 to 24 pounds each because what cost, uh, you know, I don't know what their denomination was, but, uh, you know, yeah, yeah okay, bars, yeah. What, what they once paid, you know, one or two things for uh, a breakfast, uh, now it's gone up like 10,000%. It, it's yeah, just crazy. It's, yep. And so that will happen here. So here's the, here's the concern. Those people that have been responsible, paid off their debt, saved money, that money may become worthless. I mean, they might have a million dollars in the bank, but what if a million dollars only buys you a donut in another 20 years? It means yeah. nothing. Yeah. So we have to get control of this debt.
Yep, I know that's a big problem as we're looking at is they continue to press for, for government spending, I know. Yeah. And they said, oh, my gosh, so $600 additional from the – so now they're talking about the $200. And, and even during uh, the post-2008 crash, it was only $25 yeah. allowance each week. So it's it's a big problem we got to really address. Yeah, and I would just say this, just a little add-on. They're talking today about the whole thing of more relief for renters. They're, uh, they're saying that, that they can't pay their rent. Well, what about the people that own those apartments and own those homes? They're going to go bankrupt. They're going to lose everything they've got because if they don't have money coming in, they can't pay those mortgages. So it's a domino effect, and we've exactly. got to get control of it. Exactly. So, Kevin, we want to do a little quick fire round five questions sure. just so the that Fresno and, and all the encompassing uh, towns actually get to know you a little bit better on, on a personal level. So what's your favorite restaurant in the 16th District? Uh, I would say uh, favorite restaurant, maybe a Morisco's. There's a Morisco's on Blackstone. It's Mexican food. It's wonderful. Awesome. And it's uh, uh, just kind of off of uh, Blackstone around the Gettysburg, Ashen area. That's so cool. I, love the, I love their Mexican food. Awesome. And they're still open, right? They're, they're still functioning? Well, right? they, last time I went, they didn't let you sit down in the restaurant, but you could drive through. That's awesome. That's yeah. Awesome. So, Kevin, what do you do on the side? You got any hobbies that you do on the side? Favorite hobby? Well, I love business. I love uh, farming. My, my son-in-law is a farmer. I've always been a farmer. I'm a wannabe farmer. I have a, a farmer at heart. The most land I've ever owned is, is, is 18 acres, um, uh, and we had plums on that. But uh, I love that sort of thing, so I'm, I'm involved with him as far as, you know, kind of strategizing and just doing different things with farming. But I, I love that. I love researching. Uh, so I, if I'm not in meetings, I'm constantly researching things so I can keep up on current events and what's going on around the world. And uh, I love spending time with my family, my wife, my grandchildren, and my children, who are adult children now. That's awesome. That's good to hear. Somebody that actually does their research. I know some of the Democrats nowadays are like, huh? Yeah. So awesome, awesome. So describe yourself in three words. Uh, committed. Uh, yeah, three words. Success uh, and uh, leader. Awesome, yeah. Awesome. Um, so what's your favorite type of music? I like the oldies. I like I like oldies. Uh, it's funny. A lot of the younger kids now listen to oldies. Yeah, you know, exactly. my, you know, it's funny. A lot of these younger kids are listening to stuff from the '60s and '70s, and I go, "Hey, I know all those songs," and, and they're enjoying those. And I also lo like country. Awesome. Yeah. Awesome. And then, last question: What do you define happiness? You know, uh, my background's in marriage, family, child counseling. My graduate work is in in, in uh, therapeutic intervention uh, for people with issues. And so I would just say that uh, uh, when we talk about happiness, happiness is, is actually doing what you know is important. I'm a Christian. I don't, I don't hide that fact. Uh, I believe that you will never be happy if you're living outside that sphere of what you know is right. So it's very, very important that uh, we, uh, we are living within what we know is right. Uh, not only that, it's extremely important that we're helping other people. Uh, there was a study done by uh, some psychologists that said one of the greatest things to help mental health was helping others because it takes all the focus off yourself and you're looking at other people to be a part of their lives and help them. And it literally, they showed that the success rate of helping people with emotional issues and so forth was extremely positive if you focused on other people and helping other people. Awesome. So to conclude the interview, so I don't know if you had anything you wanted to promote, anything you wanted to talk about that's going on in the campaign. Yeah, uh, just a couple things. First of all, we live in some very crazy times. And I was asked the other day about what topic I wanted to talk about. And they named off about 10 or 12 topics. I said, none of those. 
The most important thing that I'm seeing right now is lawlessness. It's going on throughout the country. It's something I've never seen before. I've seen lawlessness before. I've never seen elected officials embrace that lawlessness. I've never seen elected officials uh, stab our law enforcement in the back. I've never seen people where uh, they thought, hey, destroying buildings, burning buildings, looting and things like that was peaceful protesting. It's not. Peaceful protesting, I'm all for it. Where you're walking down and you're being peaceful and you're you're making a point, making a statement. But when you start harming people and beating, I, we're having people stabbed and shot because somebody disagrees with them. What is wrong with that picture? And we have people taking a knee to an organization who the leadership of that organization are self-avowed Marxists. Exactly. Marxism has killed over a hundred million people and they're taking a knee not for people of color for an organization called Black Lives Matter and it is it is literally an organization that is run by Marxists and and I just don't understand that one bit and they're promoting things that will literally destroy communities of color they're promoting the taking away of the traditional family well anybody can look up fatherless homes and and just google it and look at the rate of uh, crime with fatherless homes. Look at the rate of people that uh, drop out of school from fatherless homes. Uh, becoming involved in uh, a pregnancy out of wedlock. You can look at thing up, being on welfare. It doesn't matter. And they want to destroy the traditional family. They want the community to raise the kids. Well, how's that working in Chicago with gang members raising your kids? You know. And so uh, that's one of the, the other things. And then the other, the, the other couple things I'd say about that is that they want to defund and pull police out but they want to let tens of thousands of people in prison out of prison. So what's going to backfill the police? Inmates that are habitual criminals. And so the very things that they're doing has been proven, and you can prove this very easily. Just look at uh, New York, Chicago, Seattle, Portland, Los Angeles, uh, Ferguson, Baltimore, Philadelphia, any place that they've pulled out police crime skyrockets. And so the very things that they're promoting are going to destroy communities of color. And so I don't support any organization, any group, any person that will harm communities that need our help. And so that's a very important point. So this whole thing of lawlessness, we've got to get control of it. And the sad thing is it is coming from the far left Democrats and uh, we've got to get control of that. And so uh, it's, it's a scary time that we live in. And so this, this, this time of voting, uh, by the way, ballots go out the 5th of uh, October. And uh, so it's really not voting day anymore. It's like voting month. Yep. And uh, so please, please vote. Get your friends to vote. Uh, get uh, word about myself uh, out to your friends through social media to please get out and vote for me and other conservatives. And uh, I would sure appreciate that. And we absolutely, I, I am committed to seeing great things happen in the 16th district. And if they want to look, look up anything on information on me, they can go to Cookingham for Congress, Cookingham, not Cunningham, Cookingham, forcongress.com. They can donate, they can volunteer. We need your help. So thank you. Yeah. So vote your values, right? Those, vote your values. That, that's the big thing. Family jobs, values, Kevin Cookingham. And we'll see you guys next time. Make sure to like and subscribe to The Kevin Cookingham Show, and we'll see you guys next time.